everybody. Welcome back to Q-Tips. We are the Video Store Junkies, and we are back once again to give you a few suggestions to watch over the weekend on streaming. And we're going to jump right into it, and I will pass this over to Zach. Renee, thank you so much. I am honored to be here tonight. Uh, and hey, you know what? I've actually got a theme this week. I, I don't always do themes, but I have one this week. Uh, this is a... Uh, the theme this week is going to be... Uh, miserable assholes. And uh, you'll, you'll know what I mean by that in just a moment. So uh, my first pick is actually a show that I had kind of slept on for a long time, as the kids would say, uh, because even though it has one of my favorite actors in the world, and it uh, just didn't seem very interesting to me. Um, mm -hmm. And then I started watching it, and I think I binged like, uh, I, think it, I think it's uh, two, I think there were two seasons out when I watched it. I binged two seasons in like a week. Um, the name of the show is Succession. It's on HBO Max. And you may have heard of this, this show. It's basically uh, Brian Cox is uh, he's basically Rupert Murdoch. And uh, he's, he's retiring. Uh, the, the show starts out with him. He's going to step aside. He's having some health issues. And so his kids start vying for control of his company. And uh, yeah, basically every single character in the show, <laughs> almost every single character is uh, really detestable. Um, and a lot of people I've heard say, uh, you know, I, I don't want to watch that show. It's just a bunch of rich, rich assholes. And it's true. Uh, but they're also just all, like, very, very miserable. So it's kind of fun to watch because uh, they all kind of hate each other. Um, but, yeah, Brian Cox. I mean, God, I love Brian Cox so much. Uh, you know, what can I say about him? But he's he's pretty much perfect in this role. Um, we've also got a couple other actors. Uh, God, I'm totally blanking. Uh, one of the Culkins, uh, not Macaulay. Uh, they're really great in this. Uh, and then he also got Alan Ruck in it as one of the kids who it's funny because he's like the least consequential character in the entire show, but he's just like really brilliant as the character that he's playing. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah. So if, if you want to watch a bunch of rich, rich assholes uh, kind of, uh, you know, uh, vie for control of this company and uh, kind of just uh, be miserable. Uh, once again, it's 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 okay. It's okay to enjoy it because they're all they're all miserable. Uh, the show is again Succession. I think it's the third season just started, uh, so you can catch up now. And it's also going to be the last season, so you can catch up and watch it in real time. Uh, that's on HBO Max. Uh, speaking of someone who uh, is actually the head of a multi-billion-dollar corporation, he just doesn't let on. Uh, Paul, what's your first pick? Uh, oh, week. I thought you were saying speaking of miserable assholes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I just started watching Succession myself. I just I've only had two, oh, yeah. two episodes in, but it was at it's, my mom's recommendation. So it's uh, oddly addictive. Well, once again, yeah. proving that your mom and I are on the same uh, uh, wavelength about absolutely everything other than uh, Night Riders. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that was a deep cut, folks. Go go back. And oh man. To some older episodes. <laughs> well, okay. Thank you. Thank you, Zach. My. my uh, my pick, it, it's, it's kind of a common one. All right. So, you know, uh, Mr. Thomas Anderson's been having a bad week. He's dealing with, you know, out-of-control machines and, and, and having to deal with uh, problems with Mr. Smith and uh, um, just doesn't know what's going on. That's right. It's Mr. Anderson's possessed car from 2023 playing on Tubi. This uh, $900, 66-minute huh. masterpiece <laughs> by Maria Galeato. It is absolutely a hoot. I, I mean, it's not a good film, but uh, Stephen Pom Thomas plays the uh, the titular Mr. Anderson, who is a a self professed Texas Jesus freak who buys a car uh, on on Craigslist, unaware that 
it was involved in a murder-suicide is now possessed by the previous owner of the car. But that's only the least of his problems. He's got to deal with the problems with the, the, the strange clients on his, uh, on his delivery route and his, his neighbor and all these other things. And it is, this movie is, is not great, but it, uh, again, and Stephen Thomas's perfor- performance of just getting, getting more and more frustrated about everything going on. It is a hoot. It is absolute hoot. Uh, Stacy Santangelo plays a, to a dual role, which is a hoot as well. It's not a good movie. Um, it, it it has very broad humor. Um, and you can't even really call political satire because the 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 caricatures of of you know it definitely takes a political stance in terms of the characters of Trump supporters in this and uh, anti maskers is is a uh, broad to say the least. But it is still a hoot. The again, I think it's it's it it's worth an hour of your time. Trust me. This one is just a, a blast. So that's Mr. Anderson's Possessed Car on Tubi. And speaking of possessed motor vehicles, I'll pass this to Bill Mulligan. Thank you. I, I too, like watching uh, Rich Assholes, which is why C-SPAN is always my number one pick. <laughs> Succession has better writing, though. Better acting, too. Um, okay, so my theme for this week is Gilbert Gottfried, who um, left us... I didn't even know he was sick. It was a shock. My wife knew I was going to be upset about this, and she called me up and broke the news to me, and I just couldn't believe it. Never really liked Gilbert Gottfried until, like, later, and and when I found his podcast, which is an absolute treasure trove, and hopefully they'll keep it up there. And he was was kind of of my age, which is also alarming when someone like that dies. He, He grew up as a monster kid. Grew up in the up in New York area, so you know Channel Nine, Channel Eleven, Creature Features, and all. So, and we kind of had the same taste in these trashy old movies. <clears throat> read Famous Monsters of Filmland as a kid. Now, if you read Famous Monsters, there were some films that you knew about the way other people would know about Citizen Kane, and yet you never got to see them because they never showed up on TV. You knew they existed. You had the same pictures that you saw over and over again that looked kind of intriguing. You kept every, t- every week you'd get a TV guide and you'd go through it and circle the ones you had to stay up for because we didn't have VCRs. You had to put in the effort. And one of these was a movie called Hand of Death. And Hand of Death is um, it's a Monster on the Loose movie starring John Agar, who was in a lot of these. He was most famous for marrying um, uh, Shirley Temple and then beating her until she left him. He was not a great guy. He was not a great actor either, but he, uh, you know, as he started out making cowboy movies with John Wayne. It was all downhill from there, and toward the end, he was taking anything he could because they don't give vodka away for free. So he was in a lot of <laughs> trashy stuff. Yeah, whatever. But, and this is one of them. This movie just disappeared. It was actually considered a lost film for a long time. Um, but now... It has been found, and you can uh, watch it on YouTube in all its glory. And it's it's about a, a scientist who develops a nerve gas and then accidentally exposes himself to it, dumbass, and turns into a monster, which not only is he a monster on the loose, but now anyone he touches dies. So there's the hand of death. And uh, he runs around for a while, killing various people, including Joe Besser, who plays like a, like a guy at a gas station, and it's like, hey, it's the stooge that nobody loved. And, and then he dies. I, I listen, 
Nobody. No, I, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, Joe Besser. Joe Besser's Joe Besser's high point was in the Abbott and Costello show where he played Stinky, and even as a child, Stinky alarmed the hell out of me. You know, who was this grotesque man-child, this grown-up man who dressed up like little Lord Fauntleroy, and and you know, with a oh stop it and everything. It's like what the hell? And everybody just treated him. Oh, that's just Stinky. God, ugh, chills. Anyway, uh, he goes around and kills a bunch of people, and then in the end, the cops shoot him. Spoiler alert. I mean, that's how these things end. The thing about it, and, and when you're watching the movie, it's not quite as obvious, but the pictures that Famous Monsters always showed, he looked exactly like Ben Grimm from the Fantastic Four. Uh, even with the hat and the trench coat that he hid, you know, to hide his grotesque features and everything. And it came out right about the time that Fantastic Four came out. So it's possible that it was inspired by, by that. But then watching the film, and it is not a great copy, but you know, like I said, we thought this was lost. Uh, watching the film, uh, it, doesn't qu- it doesn't quite work as well. In fact, and this is really unfortunate, but what it looks like is if, if you had someone draw the most grotesque caricature of an African-American, and you, yeah... And, and, you know, also he turns black, you know, but just black skin. I don't, think th- I don't think they actually meant to do anything like that. But, you know, you watch, eh, you're watching everything through a different lens now, and that's kind of what it looks like. So, um, but, you know, it's, it's actually not bad. The people who made this didn't really do a whole lot of other good stuff. Uh, I think he made an Elvis, the director made an Elvis film or something. He was more known for acting. But it's not bad. For a monster on the loose, it's no worse than First Man into Space or a bunch of others that, you know, same, somebody does something stupid, turns into a monster, people die, he dies the end. So there you go, Hand of Death from 1962. Um, Probably going to get remade at some point, because they all are. And uh, it's on YouTube, and it's free. What could be better? Have we hit everybody? No, we haven't. Um. We haven't done, Renee hasn't done anything. Renee. Oh, thank you, Renee. thank you. So let me, let me hand this off to someone who does not look like she was turned into a grotesque monster by the accidental nerve gas, Renee. Uh, you forgot about her, Bill. I guess you could say she was the invisible woman. Ooh. <laughs> so my first recommendation is about a couple of brothers who are starting to regret some decisions that they made. This movie is called... Caesar and Otto's Summer Camp <laughs> Massacre. <laughs> these, <laughs> these two brothers, Caesar and Otto, are basically starting to reconsider their new gig as camp counselors when this mysterious woman shows up and other counselors start disappearing one after another. Mm. And the mysterious woman is played by Felissa Rose. Oh, yay. Yeah. We know her. Dave. Yeah, Dave Campfield and Paul Chemicki play the uh, lead characters, Caesar and Otto. And it also has Joe Estevez and Brinky Stevens oh. and a couple other people. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. people. And it's very silly, very self-aware, just so goofy and ridiculous. And it also opens the door to a ton of other Caesar and Otto movies, which look like they're going to be pretty fantastic. So that is my very first recommendation. And of course, you can watch it on Tubi. And that is Caesar and Otto's Summer Camp Massacre. So I will pass this back over to Zach. Thank you, Renee. So continuing on with my my theme this week, uh, you know, Succession, like I said, it's a great show. 
uh, lots of really horrible characters, but you enjoy watching them just kind of be miserable. And uh, this reminded me of another show. And this might seem like a stretch, but just just bear with me. Think about it for a moment. It might make sense. Um, There's another show I absolutely love (laughs) about some of the worst people in the world. And uh, you normally it's something that I wouldn't like because I don't like to watch uh, horrible people as main characters. But uh, in this show, the the regardless of all the horrible things they do to other people, ultimately, uh, even more horrible things happen to them, and they're even more miserable. I'm, of course, talking about, uh, I think, one of the longest-running uh, comedies in modern times. Uh, it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That's right. Uh, if you've, I, I doubt that anyone listening to this is not familiar with the show or hasn't heard of it or you know watched clips. Um, but if you haven't actually sat down and watched it, it is actually a very, 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 very funny show. Um, all of the all of the actors in the show are, are absolutely hilarious, and uh, yeah, it's it's about like uh, just uh, if if you if you don't know the premise, it's about a bunch of friends who own a bar, and they're always getting into hijinks, um, and usually the hijinks involve uh, ruining other people's lives. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a it's very uh, I don't know I guess I guess it's mean spirited is what you could call it. Uh, normally I don't like mean spirited comedy. Um, but yeah, the, the main characters are, uh, usually end up worse than any of the other characters. So it's, it's, I don't want to say guilt free, but you know, it's fun to watch. Um, so it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I think they're like, I don't know, like almost 20 seasons now, 15, 20 seasons. There's a shit ton of this show. Uh, it's all on Hulu and, uh, yeah, you can, you can, uh, I, I think, I think, uh, again, this, this might not sound, uh, like it makes sense, uh, just on the face of it, but if if you if you consider it for a moment, I think it's always sunny in Philadelphia and Succession make uh, good kind of companion pieces to each other. So, um, speaking of uh, people who make everyone around them absolutely miserable, now I'm just kidding. Once again, I'm I'm just joking. It's all jokes, folks. Uh, no, <laughs> I'll, I'll pass this over to uh, the the other person who apparently has seen this show because I think I heard a yay from him. Uh, Paul, what do you got? What else you got for us this week? Oh, I thanks. Yeah, definitely want to second that. Well, I'm I'm going to switch gears. I'm going to switch to uh, a documentary, a, a landmark BBC documentary. Uh, traces the the history of humanity from the caves hmm. to the internet era, and. Um, Yes, it's a, it's a distinguished landmark documentary with many experts on it. Uh, the only difference is that the the host is a, a fictional reporter, Philomena Kunk. Why it's Kunk on Earth? So uh, Diana Morgan is an actress who uh, created this character, Philomena Kunk, on sort of the equivalent of sort of like The Daily Show in England, and she's done a couple specials and a couple uh, miniseries such as uh, Kunk on Shakespeare and uh kunk on britain well this one playing on netflix is kunk on earth it's a five episode series they're only 30 minutes long they it is an absolute freaking hoot um she plays a a kind of a very clueless um a, a a clueless uh reporter narrator and, but it's it's done like in the style of those typical, and it is from the BBC, and it's done the style of those typical BBC documentaries, um, you know, the kind of things that that were, uh, you know, like a David Attenborough kind of thing, or even like Cosmos, those kind of grand kind of things. Um, she travels around the globe, and then she interviews experts, and they're real experts. 
And it sort of has a bit of a, a Sasha Baron Cohen, Ali G feel, except it's not mean spirited and the experts are in on it, but they are told to play it just as straight as she does. Very deadpan delivery. The experts, when she interviews them and asks them the most bizarre questions related to their fields and unrelated to their fields, um, they, they, it's great because they, they, they were told, I guess, to act as if they're dealing with just a, an ignorant child and the looks on their faces and they, they mostly hold it together. There's a couple times where they crack and laugh, but it's really fun. It is just this very bizarre, very fun. I mean, I was, I just laugh out loud, honestly, really funny. Um, deadpan. Her delivery is just so straight on and deadpan. It's fantastic. That's Kunk on Earth on Netflix. And I'm definitely gonna be looking up the, the other Kunk on episodes that she's done. So that's C-U-N-K. Um, and so speaking of deadpan delivery, I'm going to pass this to Bill Mulligan. Well, thank you. Um, okay. So this next one, if you were a fan of Gilbert Gottfried's podcast, there were a few films that he would continually go back to. And this is one of them. I saw this when it first came out, and I remember it being pretty damn terrible. But I didn't really appreciate the, the artistry of its terribleness until Gilbert pointed it out. Um, <clears throat> when I was a kid, besides the horror movies every Sunday and Saturday, mostly Saturday, uh, they also did like a Bowery Boys film. I really fell in love with that terrible series. And they had an Abbott and Costello movie. All of them, from the very first one, where they were just like kind of bit players, to Abbott and Costello Meet the Mummy, which is when the whole thing ended. Um, I loved them. I loved all the Abbott and Costello movies, even the bad ones like Meets the Mummy. And all. They were just, they, these guys were great. But you don't realize how great they were until they tried to make a TV movie biography of them called Bud and Lou. And as far as casting goes, on paper, Harvey Corman as Bud Abbott and Buddy Hackett as Lou Costello is about as good as it's going to get. CGI hadn't been invented, and, you know, frankly, those two guys, you know, they had their comedy chops. They made some good stuff. Um, Harvey Corman was always a great straight man, and Buddy Hackett had that kind of goofball charm the, the way uh, Lou Costello did. This movie is terrible, but it's terrible in, in just a wonderful way. You're, you're just, it, it, everything they do goes horribly wrong. It turns out the casting was dreadful. Neither one can actually pull it off. The, the direction is bad. The writing is bad. Everything about it is bad. It, but it's so compelling to watch. And just like Gilbert, you will fall in love with bits of it. Um, at, at, Bud Abbott is basically an epileptic alcoholic. And Lou Costello is a sociopath. He is just an unlikable thing. And Buddy Hackett... I realize now, and it hadn't occurred to me before, but having, you know, the last riff I did, I realized that the problem is that Buddy Hackett is not actually channeling Lou Costello. He's channeling Stinky. He acts like a spoiled man-child in this movie. He, you know, like, like he's slightly mentally challenged and hasn't grown up. And there's nothing in this movie that would make you think that these guys are likable or enjoyable, will make good stuff. And then they make the mistake of trying to do some of their classic routines, specifically who's on first. And everyone has seen who's on first. I think most people could probably perform a reasonable rendition of who's on first. And it would be better than what Harvey Corman and Buddy Hackett did. It's like, 
it, listening to them is like they ha were just given this script and it was the first time they ever saw this routine. There was nothing good about it. It just really shows you just how good Abbott and Costello were because they honed this act in vaudeville and radio. I mean, they did it, they must have done it at least six or seven times in their movies. And they, the timing was perfect. You realize, boy, with a, with a routine like that, if you're off by half a second, it, it falls apart. Well, these guys are off by a minute and a half. Terrible. But all is redeemed. All is forgiven. Watch this movie. Watch, watch the whole thing because you got to get to the death scene. You got to get to the scene where Buddy Hackett dies <laughs> because it is just so good. He's sitting there and his, they have this little guy who's like their agent. He brings him in a, a strawberry malted. And by God, Buddy Hackett is just acting his little heart out. It's like, you know, I've had a lot of strawberry malteds, but this, this is the best one ever. Then he dies. And, and it's like the straw falls out of his mouth and he just leans his head to one side. It is so funny. It's the funniest <laughs> damn thing in the movie. Uh, you'll laugh your ass off. Go on to YouTube right as when this is over and just skip right to the last five minutes or so. And, and, and you, you, do, you owe it to yourself to watch Buddy Hackett as Lou Costello die. Because it is great. It is the most unconvincing death ever. Ever. It's so good. It's so great. Um, yeah. Uh, hopefully Gilbert is watching down on us now and, and smiling. But I know a lot about Gilbert, so probably he's looking up and smiling. But either way, he's smiling. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> Thank, thank you, Gilbert, for all the years of entertainment. Great. And that, that podcast will live on forever, much as ours will, because we, yeah, we may not have Gilbert Gottfried and all these great Hollywood people who came on to his show, but we do have something he never had, and that is Renee. Oh, well, thank you very much. It's a terrifying thought, isn't it? <laughs> so, so my next recommendation is also a little bit related to summertime and child actors. So. Poor Gregory. When he was a child, he witnessed just a tragic incident when the ice cream man was gunned down in front of his house. Yeah. Yeah. So for some reason, that made him decide to, <laughs> to become an, an ice cream man when he grew up. But, you know, it's about justice and about making sure that uh, ice cream men get the, uh, res get the respect that they deserve. So <laughs> this movie... Is Ice Cream Man. Yay! Starring Clint Howard. And it has, Yay. who's in this movie, you might wonder? Who's not in this movie? There's Sandal Bergman, Olivia wow. Hussey. Ooh. Yeah. Lee Major's son. <laughs> 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 David Naughton, Jan Michael Vincent, David Warner, and Doug Llewellyn from the People's Court. Wow. Yeah. Everybody's in this movie. It's crazy. So there's actually there's a lot of kids in this movie, which are pretty much like secondary to Clint Howard. But I didn't mention any of their names because, you know, so I will say Clint Howard works so well with these kids that you kind of don't really realize that you're watching a movie with a bunch of kids in like the lead roles. It's just very goofy and very fun. And I recommend this movie. And I feel like Paul might also recommend this movie. I definitely would as well. You and I had to kind of fight over who was going to recommend this one this week. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won. So, yeah, that's my uh, recommendation. You can watch The Ice Cream Man on Shudder and Pluto. And, of course, 
on Tubi. So I think that's it. Does anybody have anything to sing us out with? Anybody? Because I, I do have one. Oh, God. Um, Here we go. Well, so it's it's not from Mr. Anderson's possessed car. It's uh, inspired by Kunk on Earth, who at one point they do just talk about Beethoven, who was born 219 years before the release of Belgian pop anthem Pump Up the Jam. Pump up the jam, pump it up while your feet are stomping. And the jam is pumping, look ahead, the crowd is jumping. Pump, pumping a little more, get it going all around the dance floor. Cause that's where the party's at. You'll find out when you do that. I want a place to stay, get your booty on the floor tonight, make my day. For the weekend of April 7th, Bill recommended Hand of Death available on YouTube, and Bud and Lou, also available on YouTube. Paul recommended Mr. Anderson's Possessed Car, available on Tubi, and Kunk on Earth, available on Netflix. I recommended Caesar and Otto's Summer Camp Massacre, available on Tubi, and Ice Cream Man, available on Shudder, Pluto, Tubi, Crackle, and the Roku channel. Zachary recommended Succession, available on HBO Max, and it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Available on Hulu. You are you are the Buddy Hackett of uh, music. 